this this wood table, the production value, that's something that every fighter should be should be, you know, looking at because, you know, sometimes you're a little bit naive. I know me coming up, I was in a really good situation that lights out. Um was pretty much undefeated, seven and one there for the start of my career and then COVID hit and um you know, kind of put things into a bit of a frenzy. There was only so many shows and uh <laughs> You know, all shows are not made equal, my friend. Yeah, I mean, we we hear it, we've seen it, obviously. Like, I don't know how much you know about my background, but I was a journalist well before I was in the promotion game at all. Like, I, my degrees in journalism, I worked for Bleacher Report and MMA Fighting and Flow Combat. So okay. that's what I did. Yeah, I covered UFC and MMA, Bellator, all that stuff, traveled, went to events. So part of that, though, before I jumped into UFC and everything, I was covering local Pittsburgh shows, local Ohio shows, things like that. So... We've seen it all in terms of quality, fired. for sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've still been trying to fire me since you hired me, but I'm still here. Why are you, we still like, kicking. Wait, we stop still paying kicking. him like six months ago. He shows up I just everywhere. love it. That's when you love what you do. You get fired, and you just keep going to work anyway. Amen, brother. When I was started fighting, I wasn't getting paid for the first year, and I kept showing up, and they couldn't get rid of me. I remember, like I tell guys all the time, like what we do at Temple MMA, they walk in immediately, there's structure. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't like that for me when I started. Um, you know, I had to hit the bag for six months. That's you know, crazy. without anybody noticing before they're like, holy crap, this kid keeps showing up. You know? Yeah. I wandered into a um, blues boxing gym a few miles from my house just because I could walk there. You know, I, I had nothing to my name. Um, when I first started fighting, uh, it's really been my saving grace ever since, so. Yeah. You know, people for people who don't know my story, I know like this whole crowd here, you know, the Pittsburgh crowd doesn't really know much about me. But, you know, I'm more local than you may think. Growing up uh, in Landenburg, Pennsylvania, I was born in uh, Newark, Delaware, grew up wrestling here in PA. Um, My story's got a lot of uh, ups and downs, but, you know, the place I was in when I got into fighting compared to the to the place i am now man it's just it's a miracle to be here with you guys and um it's really you know I, i'm living my dream you know through that through the faith i've come so so long you know for so far from jogging you know every day two miles in the heat nobody knowing my name nobody giving a, a damn about whether i'm fighting this that mm -hmm. or if i'm even you know outside my family whether i was alive you know yeah. at least how i felt um at that stage of my life um growing up i was uh World, like, very successful um, youth wrestler, um, was a world champion in seventh grade, freestyle, through the Ringers Elite wrestling program. Shout out Coach Smiths, man. Helped make me um, the competitor mm -hmm. that um, I am today. Um, won three youth state titles as a freshman in high school, Division One, 28 pins, still probably up there in the Port Washington uh, wrestling list, but you know, none of that, um, you know, really matters, you know, reaching those highs as a youth. Um, sometimes, you know, like, like it says in the, in the good book with more blessings come more trials, you know, and everything I've took for granted, uh, in life I've lost, you know, mm -hmm. so. It's it's, it's interesting. been a long road. It's yeah, been a very very long road from you know being you know in jail on my birthday, Christmas, having to listen to my 
my family um, through the phone at 18. You know, I'm, I'm a living proof, guys, you know, to anybody out there um, tuning in that it's never too late, um, regardless of where you've been um, or where you think you're going, man. Just just make the, make the choice now to start listening um, to, the, to, the, to the dream that's in your heart. Everybody's got, you know, their thing. You know, for you guys, you know, you get to throw on shows. You love fighting. You love reporting. Um, and you get to live your dream every day. And that's such a special thing that, you know, we're, we chase so many things in this life, you know, that are, that are um, comforting. But the things that we really should be chasing are hard. And yeah. uh, that's what brought me here in front of you guys. Got this microphone <laughs> um, in my face in a huge stage set uh, Saturday night for probably what I'm hoping is going to be the biggest show of 247 history and the biggest fight of my life so yeah well i mean so far this is certainly trending in that direction man we can comfortably say this is going to be the biggest craziest crowd we've ever had we can tell from ticket sales already that it, it is at that level and that's not even to say all the people watching at home i've seen a lot of pay-per-view buys coming in already too which usually we don't see those until the day of the event like you guys have been saying about me from the beginning i'm ready for that excitement you know mm -hmm. in this sport what separates you is energy is your passion what you guys call excitement to me um is passion which has fueled the greatest artists in the world and i'm yet just a martial artist painters paint i fight man and yeah. uh this sport has given me the ability to express what's going on inside me like like nothing else. And um, the fact that you guys have this this awesome venue that we're able to do these shows, you know, post-COVID, um, it's a blessing, guys, because, you know, just like similar to, you know, Ethan Goss's story, like it hasn't been all, you know, sunshine and, and rainbows for me. That's one thing I, mm -hmm. you know, I listened to a little bit about... Um, or listen to a little bit of the podcast with you guys and just listen to a story coming up, you know, fighting the baddest dudes. I didn't have a choice, you know, during COVID, it was you either fight this guy or you don't fight at all. Mm -hmm. And right. that's where my, where, where I took my losses. And um, it, it became a situation, whether, you know, it was like feed my family or, or don't fight. You know, I built my career around um, fighting, you know, shows every couple months and then everything changed. And uh, uh, it's just so grateful to be on the other side of, of all that, you know, and have something consistent now, you know, to be able to get out of that last fight, get something inked with you guys, just so um, motivating for me. And now I get to bring, you know, that's what fighting's really truly about, you know, is like bringing people together to find the odds, you know, it's now it's, you know, my skills versus for sure, you know, and uh, I'm excited, brother. It's really apparent in everything you do, man. And that's one thing I wanted to point out about you from the jump. When we worked with you in December, we could tell from the jump how seriously you took it, how passionate you were about it. And when you came in, what you did in that fight, we were like, this this dude is for Two real. Two weeks, guys. I was, I was on a beach in Florida um, having me a couple a couple beers like my <laughs> man uh, are tonight enjoying myself when you guys gave me that fight. So now on the flip side, think about giving me, what, two, three months to prepare yeah. for this, being able to coordinate with my coaches. I run everything. You had Mostly, about like four months, I think, close to or it. Or even more. So, mm -hmm. you know, you think about the shape I'm in, you know, the muscle. I mean, obviously I'm going up to featherweight, but still have a little cut now because of the muscle I've been able to put on. Like everything. I mean, obviously life is going to throw curveballs, right? And especially, you know, when you're reaching heights, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be demons. There's going to be trials. And, you know, the difference between in the past and now is, you know, when I, when I hit those speed bumps throughout the course of this uh 
training camp, I've been able to just internalize it and use it and channel it. This pain that you go through in life, man, is so much greater than the pain that could keep you from your dreams in, in the cage, man. It's like I heard Javante Davis talking about it a little bit, man. Like this isn't real struggle in the gym to a two-hour practice. How is that real struggle? You know, you got people fighting real demons, mental illness that, you know, are having a hard time even getting up and living their lives. You know, that families have kids. Uh, and those are the kind of, you know, things that I'm fighting for is just, you know, trying to inspire inspire my people, inspire my community, and showing them that no matter what you come from, jail, uh, being forgotten about, um, you can turn all that shit around, flip it on its head, channel it, and make new tomorrow. That's the gift that God gives us. You can be, um, you know, reborn. And uh, the amount of grace that I've received in my life to be at this point now, locked in, dialed in, disciplined, fighting for what I consider, you know, a legitimate world title, regardless of what anybody else says. I'm training like this is the UFC championship of the of the world, and I think Ethan Goss knows that. Um, yeah. And that's why he wanted to take this fight, because he feels like this is going to be the type of, you know, fight where he can show that he's ready for the next level, and I feel the same exact way. And what's going to make this fight so interesting, we're all both coming off win streaks, you know. Rarely on, on the regional scene do you see two guys coming off win streaks coming together. Both guys going to the cage are going to think they believe that they're going to win. Right. So that's when great stuff happens for you guys. And, and the fans at home get to be the real benefactors of that Saturday night at the Hollywood Casino. So Super true. I want to see. I'm going to look something up, Ryan. Go ahead and ask him something. I, I know. I want to see how. Uh, sorry. I'm just throwing Ryan on the spot right here. I want to see when you did sign the contract for this fight to see how long it's been. And regardless of when you signed it, the story's interesting because you verbally agreed to it the night of that fight in Monroeville. Like, it was basically on by the time you left Pennsylvania. I mean, it was something it was that close. I visualized. Well, even after the fight, I didn't really intend. And you sometimes you see guys, like, after victory do the belt when it makes no sense. I mean, I remember one time growing up in high school wrestling. Shout out to the people in Port Washington who remember this story. My buddy lost a, a close match, came up, did the belt, was all excited, didn't know what to do. But, you know, I really, truly believe that, you know, following that um, performance that I was in line for a step up. And usually at the regional scene, a step up compared to the level that I was at means some sort of hardware. Right. So that's what I was looking for. And you guys were able to offer me that. So, of course, I'm going to lock in, you know. Maybe there's some things necessarily that weren't the best in the contract, but I'm here to, I'm here to prove myself. I'm here to go get that strap because, to me, it's not about these other things that that people chase. I think a lot of people don't have a real grasp of why they fight. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I'm fighting for a lot more than uh, a paycheck. I don't know where the camera is. I wanted to look in the camera. You're good. You got right this there. one. That's a room um, cam that kind of gets everybody. Yeah. I know exactly um, what I'm fighting for, and it's, and it's beside. Obviously, you need to have a career. Um, that's one of the things I prayed on and meditated when I first got into this. Is having a career. I've been blessed enough to be living that now you know I don't even I don't have to fight you know I, I could keep being a coach and ride off you know the knowledge and the passion and love I have for this sport to the day I die probably with what we're establishing the community we're establishing you know at Temple Fitness you know we got 100 plus members um to be around those are some of the best people in the world too folks like those are their, that is my why too, you know, like seeing those people come in every day. A lot of times they're more consistent than these guys that tell me they want to fight. 
Mm-hmm. It's the people that are just coming in on a daily basis because, man, they know they need to make a change, man. They know that, you know, they're sick of being, you know, stuck on their couch, having no energy, you know, having no discipline. And these are things that our culture feeds us because people make money off, you know, the, the potato chips and the and the Cheetos and the and the Netflix and the and it keeps you in the same place, keeps you comfortable but depressed. And you're you're not that one out there living. And to see these people, you know, come in and see the changes that they're able to make. Um, to see it infect every aspect of their life, to see their spirit um, lighten up, to then become the the light of the room, and uh, that's that's my purpose, man. To inspire people, you know, through this sport, through martial arts, through physical fitness, and this is gonna give me a platform to be able to reach more people, and maybe people like me, um, maybe they don't, but I know my people will be taken care of, so. Yeah, you've said some really interesting stuff I want to unpack, man. You said one thing in particular. You said... You, Sorry, I talk a lot. No, you're good, man. You're good. This is awesome. That's the, that's we the point. That's the point. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> Who wants easy, to listen yeah. to this guy? Yeah, dude. Less of, less of me, way more of you. Quick fun note, though, before I get into that. Your fight was December 17th against Shaka here in Pittsburgh. You signed for Ethan's title fight on December 19th. So and I've been thinking about later. getting my hands on that man ever since, man. I can't, I like, it was in the contract. I haven't been competing in anything, just in the gym, you know, with my soldiers, um, you know, at Temple MMA. Shout out Temple MMA. Um, shout out Unity uh, Grand Rapids, Coach Jadison Costa, Philip Hernandez. Man, you guys uh, have me in the shape like I've never been in before, you know, to be able to really just focus, to be able to, like I was talking about before, to be able to coordinate with my coaches and really just establish this camp and make it about me mm-hmm. when I've been given so much away. Um, and to see everybody rally around me, uh, it's all the motivation I need to go out there and uh, risk it all um, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. It's clear. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, it's clear in your words and your actions and the way you carry yourself that it does truly mean everything to you and that you don't take anything lightly. You said something really interesting that I wanted to circle back to. You were talking about a lot of the struggles that you've been through, kind of the trials and tribulations you've been through, and you said you have the ability to make a change or, or flip the switch. I forget exactly how you put it. But the, within that, the important part is that you have the ability to do it. You did that. Not everybody does, man. Some people get stuck in that world and just cannot get out. And there's people that have gone through much. Like, I even see it on my own team. Like, we got one guy, and I'm not going to just for his own discretion, like, put his name out there, but he overcame heroin addiction, you know. Mm-hmm. And as bad as it was for me in my life of sin and being around degenerate assholes who weren't worth my time, um, for him, I can only imagine uh, what he the, the depth and the dark places, the darkness that was creeping in and... He now, he just took silver at Grappling Industries. Um, He's completely turned his life around. He's one of the absolute hardest working, most disciplined, consistent men I know. And like guys like that, they just get it. Some people come into the gym, they want to just take, take, take. What can you do for me? This is a guy that constantly is thinking, what can I do for the gym? I'm so grateful for this guy, for your community. Because he knows what it's like to eat shit. Mm -hmm. You know, I know what it's like to eat shit. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I know what it's like to be face first on concrete, your birthday, Christmas, thinking, where am I done? Your parents crying through the telephone, you know, and that's that's where these visions of me um, really hoisting that belt and and being the best version of myself really started to come to fruition on, on those cement floors, doing push ups, people laughing, you know, like, what does this guy think he's going to be? What does he think he's doing? 
You know, you just like everybody else in here, you know. But I knew that those weren't the people that I wanted to be around, but I knew I was becoming one of them. And uh, it scared me to death, boy, you know. And uh, that's why I sometimes have to pinch myself when I look over and I see um, those beautiful kids and that wife who is, like, just the ultimate saint, you know, who helped bring me into the church, bring me to my faith. And, you know, she's like... I know, like, I don't know if anybody watches Key and Peele, but, like, she's, like, my buffer, like, my interpreter. Like, when I'm going through some of these, like, dark demons, like, I got to bounce it off her and she can help me work through it so I don't let that old self take over again. Because, like, I guess I heard Corey Sanhagen talking about it on a podcast, like, that shadow self, that killer, that one person who's just fed up with life. And I think that's kind of why I lived the way that I did because I was, I didn't have a very stable, um, childhood and I'm not trying to make this like a pity party about me but there's a lot of issues like dysfunctional like communication in my household and um well there's nothing pity party about it I want to throw that out there just so you're not feeling that way because it's your life man it's not a pity party yeah, this just, is what happened to you yeah and it's kind of the reason why I fight like could probably need two podcasts to unpack <laughs> like just some of the shit that led me here that drives me and motivates me on a daily basis. Like one day I'll be ready to talk about some of the things that I've been through. Um, but it's something I wouldn't wish on my worst, uh, my worst enemy, but I still sit here with faith, with a smile on my face. Um, grateful knowing the goodness in people. Um, not, staying in that place. I think some people, they like you said, they find themselves in those places and like, man, this is just what life is. And it's not. There's good people on my shirt here, Takeover Church. Um, there's good people out there trying to better themselves. There's a community of people that you can reach out to and uh, that can help you if you're struggling. Do not lose hope. Do not lose faith. Um, your life is worth living, man. And uh, just seeing too many people who don't know how talented they are and uh, it hurts me because I'm not special at all. I'm not special. I'm just a normal um, normal guy who's going out here trying to do special things, and that's what makes us special, you know, is uh, what we do with this life. So it's never over. It's a common theme in MMA. What you just said reminds me of when I was working for Bleacher Report, one of my first ever interviews with a UFC fighter was with Kevin Lee. He's from Michigan as well, from Motown Phenom. There you go. I trained at Triumph uh, Gym over there in GR where he got his start. So, you know, shout out um, Triumph for the things they were able to add to my career. Yeah, he was he was talking to me, and he had a really interesting start to his pro career. If you really dig into it, he beat like a kickboxing world champ. Then he beat a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. He was fighting these super high-level guys on the regional scene and beating them. And I was talking to him, I'm like, man, you don't. he didn't have really any combat background to speak of. He was just a phenom. He was the Motown phenom, truly. And he was saying, dude, where I grew up, I could name six of my friends that would have been way better fighters than me, but they got way off the wrong track. They fell into the wrong life. It's kind of what you were just saying. Like, There's people in these walks of life that think they can't do it, but then there's guys like you and Kevin Lee... They proven ne- that you can. People never would have would have thought it would be me that would be sitting here when they first seen me start. I was just the consistent one, the stubborn one, the determined one that kept showing up, and I passed everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the area, I passed the ones that said like. And now they're sitting here saying, "How the how the heck is Carball doing that? I used to whoop his ass back in the day." 
four years ago, whatever. <laughs> and it's okay, you know, there's always like, uh, I heard a good quote the other day, um, you walk on water, they're just going to say it's because you can't swim. So it's like, for me, <laughs> um, I'm just going to keep moving forward. I got blinders on, man. Like, I really just focus on my people and 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 the good stuff and meditate on on victory and visualizing that and how good that's going to feel. I don't really try to try to shut out the um, the negative noise, but you're 100% right. I've sat, I've, I've sparred, I've worked with guys where it's like, if you could just get out of your own way. And the only reason I know is because, and that's why I think I make a decent coach is because of the struggles I've been through and I can kind of identify, you know, the self-sabotaging behaviors that we all have, that we're all subject to. And uh, I can kind of try to identify those and help guys through them. And for me personally, I, I never try to give up on anybody. You know, I try to coach everybody the same way, whether they do me wrong. I try to help everybody out. And that's just how I go uh, about my life and try not to be deterred because, you know, life ain't fair. It ain't always going to be a fair shake. You can do everything right and, and still come up short. So, Yeah, I want to talk about the name of the company a little bit. I actually want to let Ryan take this one away because I know you guys, you guys kind of had a moment once that clicked. Yeah, so uh, after, you know, I was really impressed with your performance at the first show on December 17th. And you seen nothing yet, brother. <laughs> you seen nothing yet. So after that, um, we ran into each other, and and that was the first time I had a chance to actually talk to you. And and knowing your, your, your faith, your strong, um, you know, following Jesus as, as close as humanly possible, um, I uh, I mentioned to you. I was like, just so you know, like that's, that's I got goosebumps right now. Just saying, <laughs> I feel like I'm there again. I didn't, I didn't like this guy at first because he was mispronouncing my name. I think he was trying to give Chuck a little confidence on purpose, playing into the hometown Wait, stuff. I pronounced, I mispronounced your name at Wayans. It was like Harbo or Harbosh. Uh, I don't know, man. Something like that. I don't it, no, know. you guys, you guys, I mean, you guys have been super respectful, but I'm just saying at first, like I had noticed just a few things that I didn't but like. Wayans, I think I did the Wayans live that's on funny. on on the pot. So, and that's the thing is like as a fighter, everything sometimes yeah. you know you, you're emotional. It's like and you so was you're allowed on, a mistake. Was it on live? Like when when I was um, I don't know if it was live. I heard it. I don't know if it was live, but I, I wonder when it was. That's interesting. I don't think he's gonna pronounce my name wrong again, though, <laughs> no. especially after Saturday night. <laughs> was it your last name I pronounced wrong? Yeah, it's okay. a tough one though. So Harbaugh is the name. No, yeah, it's I mean, not, that's it looks, not like tough. the coach. Like, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. looks straightforward to me, I, to be honest. I'm a football guy, so I, my last name's a bunch Thomas of Harbaugh Dick. coaches. You know, I think he just really wanted Shaka to win. It's okay. <laughs> I think every, everybody did there that night. What I was gonna say was is, quiet. you really came and Shaka the world. Shaka the world, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was supposed to say after the fight, but then I just get carried away, and you know God touched me, and the rest is history. So, you know, you always have those things going into the fight. What are you gonna say? You know what I mean? Well, I was. I remember being in the in the gym in the lead up to that. Oh, shock of the world! You know what I mean? Just playing with it, and uh, yeah. he's got a fun name. So, he was awesome. a, he was a good dude. You know, he um, he's great. Yeah, he was actually a, a really cool guy. Um, I hope that he can get his energy right and move forward with his career because uh it's hard i know what it's like to be in that rut mm -hmm. because you could be way more talented but you know the mental blocks that come with loss there's with so losing. much mental in this game man like if, if like i think that's one of the things that has turned ethan's career around is he found that mental side of the game he matured yeah in like just yeah. it, it it like the talent's there and he's training he's getting better but it's that mental 
thing that I think has really made the biggest difference um, in the last. That's what's so dangerous about Ethan Goss is, you know, when he's hurt, that's why they call him the Wolverine is when he's most dangerous. That's one thing I've noticed. I haven't watched too much. I try to trust my coaches because I'll get overconfident or I'll start keening on things. And for me, I know some guys like are religious. I mean, Ethan Goss has watched every story I ever posted. And I get it, right? You want to know your opponent. And I understand it's part of the game. Um, but that's one thing I notice is when he is hurt, he is his most dangerous. And that's why what I told uh, the guy who gave me an interview the same thing. It's like even if, if he falls into something silly, every part of this fight is going to be hard. And I've prepared for that. That's exciting that, for I, us, I'm for sure. Like, so y- you saw the the promo. Like, we're, we're telling a story. Like, most regional promotions don't tell stories. Dude, like, that was so sick. I, that was a surprise for me. Y'all didn't even tell me it was dropping. No, nah, man, that. sometimes we just drop like, these surprises, and we got it. We can actually play it on the TV, Dan, if you want to pull that promo up. We'll get... It, let, can we trying to get me more version? riled up. Yeah, it is the new version. It's the new it's version. The new so this is yeah. the Fight Night version of that same video, but, like... The first video was like to promote the fight. This will be shown live at the fight. So there's a little bit of little bit of differences in here. Yeah. Hopefully we got audio. I'm not sure. You're going to get the Ethan Goss smirk in there still though, right? I hope. <laughs> He's confident, man. That's good. So we're not going to have audio. No, it's not coming out of the TV. For some oh, well. Because this has do, do, do. Yeah. Calvin Harbaugh coming out to Rocky. That's a that's a Philadelphia song. He's in Pittsburgh. He's in the Steel City. Coming in Pittsburgh to make a name. Make a statement. You're coming into Pittsburgh. And now you're trying to take something out from me that I've been busting my ass for. You need something at this stage in your career that excites you. He is uh, very excited mm-hmm. for the opportunity, and I know he's putting in work, and that excites That's me. That's what I'm talking about right there, man. We're going to see if you can keep that all night. Patton looks tough. Man, yeah. who's doing that I'm at the hyped. local level? Show me something better than that, man. <sighs> Nothing. Yeah, you're, I don't. If you think... get a chance to fight for two four seven, man. Do it. These guys are legit. They're doing it right. They want to see you do well. They want to build your brand. So, one of the cooler things that somebody's done for me. So I appreciate you guys. You don't always feel sure, valued man. as a fighter, and I think you guys go out of your way to try to do that. So. Yeah, I think it's a lot. Like I was saying earlier, man, we've seen it all. We've seen what to do and what not to do. But even more than that, dude, this is 100% Ryan's vision. And this is how he conducts himself and his business from the from the jump. I, I joined around Braun the Berg 8, so that was August of 2021. I joined think. like it's a club. Yeah, I mean, I had to sign a membership. for. We don't need to get into that, but yeah. It's the YMCA, from, 247. <laughs> from the jump. What immediately stood out to me was his uh, his level of care and his attention to detail. Nothing slips through the cracks. We're not missing stuff. We're not. We could have phoned in a promo video just like that. Any regional promotion to even have a promo video is a big deal. They could be like, ah, oh, throw some pictures together and some text. You're good. 
No, nah, like we went out, got a, a video guy, used our footage, made it right. You gotta keep investing into yourself. And exactly. like that's why you guys are gonna are gonna continue to grow and keep leveling up because you believe you're fighting the good fight, you're keeping faith, man. And there it is. Uh, it's gonna pay off. We gotta circle back to the name. Yeah. So yeah. well, I mean, ultimately we the you know, most people think it's twenty four seven, whatever, and I'll correct people and say it's actually two four seven. When given the opportunity, I'll let them know where that came from, especially if they ask. And it's kind of cool because of that. Knowing knowing your you know your faith and how strong your faith is, like when I saw you after the 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 last fight, the last show, um, and said, "Hey, just so you know, two four seven stands for Second Timothy four verse seven. I have fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith." And you were like, are you serious? Like, and you like kind of got emotional and like, I can't believe this. Light like, up. Yeah. yeah. This is like, this, this is the coolest thing. Like I want to come back, like all those things. And, and like, that's why we do what we do. Like, like we're called to do ministry in different ways. And like, for me, we're building one on my yeah. farm right now, seven acres. So. That's awesome. Unreal. Yeah, nice we're man. Building one. That's another reason that goes into that purpose we were talking about earlier. Right. So. Yeah, so I was a missions pastor at a church here locally, went been to many places, and like this is now the mission field, like treating people the way they're supposed to be treated, the treating people like the way Jesus wants us to treat people, and trying to do like we know that we're sinners just like anyone else, but we're each day trying to follow in 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 the path of the righteous and sometimes that's hard and sometimes that like you take steps forward and take steps back but ultimately like this is my mission field that's why this place feels like home for me it does and i appreciate you guys and like it gives me so much more confidence like i could be coming here and be like man screw these guys i just want to grab their belt and go but i'm i'm here for a reason you know i believe in this promotion i believe in what you guys are doing um and now, you know, thinking about, you know, having that 247 on that belt forever, I don't think I'll ever be able to hoist another belt with as much meaning as that roped into it. And that just makes me, me like, wow, like this level on Matt, it's preparing me for something, uh, something tremendous, you know, and I feel just that state of just gratefulness to be here with you guys, man. You guys are such like just great spirits, good energy, positive dudes, man. And it just makes this experience so much better for me right because mm-hmm. i could just be isolating and just be like man these guys ain't for me i'm out of town but instead i'm here you're treating me like you know family part of the 247 family and uh i think special I, guys thank yeah, you yeah i think you'll see that that's how we you know our job is not to our job is to put on a great show for the fans right and how we get there is by having people on the hometown side and the away side and they come together and they put on great shows. And I we, didn't realize how together. close Michigan really is yeah, it's either not. too. Like driving over here. Well, Detroit's like boom, four hours. Yeah. It's wild. How so. far how long was your drive? Seven hours. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's a reasonable road trip, honestly. Not bad. Right. Did it in a day, man. So it was good. Yeah, man. So to to take that a step further, I just wanna say the feelings totally reciprocated, man. Like it Pro fighters on the regional scene, you know, got to pay you more. You, it's a more expensive bout for a regional promotion to put on. If an out-of-town pro fighter is a pain in the butt, 
we're not itching to get him back in there. <laughs> With you, it was the second the fight was over, like, let, let's get you back, man. Let's do it. So That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, man, we appreciate that. that. You feel valued like that. And again, like having the amount of time to prepare um, made things for me uh, a lot easier. And you guys, as a result, are going to get a better product and a better fight. I mean, the bout you meant, I'm glad you brought it up because it's exactly how I've looked at this bout since we inked it of two guys with a lot of momentum on the rise and right on the cusp. You guys are almost mirror images of each other in that regard, and it makes it super interesting. So, I'm a little, a little younger. You are a, a little, little younger. younger. You got but a that's little With all being said, for now, for now. I'm going to be looking like Goss here in a few years. Be okay. That's why I'm going to rock it while I still can. Dude, I feel it. But I, I respect this man's uh, journey, like even looking at his record. Not that it's not a little bit padded, but you can tell like since this dude has started, same to me. It's like no fear. You want Who's baddest dude? Like I've been calling those guys out from the am since the amateur days. You know what I mean? Who's the baddest guy? Show me him. Put me in there with him. Get me to the money or get me out. That was my first... That was back when I was Hollywood Hardball, man. I was just coming up, and I was still a little bit more wild, but it was like, man, like, get me to the money or get me out. I know I can beat these guys. And obviously, you, you realize along the way, hey, you know, there's a big world out there. <laughs> you're, you're, you're maybe a big fish in a little pond, maybe not the greatest yet. Yeah. But when you're young, you think you can take on everybody, and that's how I was when I went pro. Like you said, you guys talked about it on the last show. As an amateur I was 5-0, and but it wasn't just 5-0. and And a lot of people, I should, in hindsight, I should have listened to the people that were looking out for me, maybe stay stay there a little longer. But I was thinking, man, I beat all the best guys. In, the, in my third fight, I beat the number one guy in Michigan who had like 18 fights mm. at like 20 years old. Wow, man. So I, I didn't like, realize that. Dude, like, the confidence that I had, you know, was extreme. And yeah. I thought I could, I was ready, I was ready to take on the world, but... uh you realize, man, there's some things you don't quite know yet. And that's why, like, even these losses that I had to take, I don't regret them. Like, the losses I took in life, like, I sit around and think, man, if I just coming out of high school, I would have kept my shit together. I'd already be in the UFC. Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe you wouldn't have the hunger you do now. Maybe you wouldn't train the same way because maybe you had to go through that place to get to this one. Well, I always think, like, you're, you're we're all on this path, right? And I, I, I think too many of us look forward and think it the the gold is always ahead and we we don't take any time to appreciate like the now and 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 i think the journey is what needs to be enjoyed not like the there you're never going to get to where you're you're content if you're driven right so enjoy enjoy it while you're on the journey and don't worry so much about like when you're enjoying the journey and you're driven like you're gonna get all the all the all the accolades later anyway. So I think too many people like the fun is later and like the fun's the whole time. They try to put the cart before the horse. Yeah. And I mean, it's like so many of my, I even got guys on my fight team. They don't yet to have a fight and they're trying to tell them, ask me how to put together their sponsorship packages. And it's mm -hmm. like, I get where you're coming from. We need to have a career, but you're not even at the point where you can consistently get in the gym to take a fight and you're trying to take money from people. Mm -hmm. That rubs me the wrong way. Mm hmm. But, well, I think uh, someone needs to tell like so, you know, coming alongside people and say, "Listen, like, you know, I'm just going to be like straight me, up with you." Guys like us, we earned this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we went out there and we fought first and and took asked for money later. You know what I mean? Like, we're not in this for the like. I don't know why he's in in it, but I, I'm not in it for necessarily the glory. I'm in it because I love this shit sure. more than anything. I can't go without it. Like with the family I have now and stuff like that. Like, 
I would not be taking the risks to my health, et cetera, to step in that steel cage where guys lose eyes, lose the use of limbs. Mm-hmm. If I didn't know exactly, you know, what I was chasing, if I didn't know, man, I need this, like I need breath in my lungs. I mean, it's just like, this is what I love to do. Like I said before, painters paint, I fight. There's no other way for me. Even if I can no longer throw, step into the cage again for whatever reason, I will still be in the gym giving back to this sport that saved my life alongside my faith, you know, so. That's awesome. When did you know that was your thing? It's such an interesting career. Growing up, I thought it was, I mean, I loved it growing up, but like for me, my dad pushed me pretty hard and it's why I was here, but I used to look at it like a job. I was wrestling, you know, Greco, freestyle, no breaks, everything, you know, was about, you know, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. And as a kid, you kind of get detached. You're like, man, I just want to have some time to be a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, even, you know, once you and then once you lose, you're like, man, I love to wrestle, you know, but I mean, when you're in it, you you get you get burnt out. But um, losing it really for me was what allowed me to realize how badly I needed it. And sucks how life works out that t- sometimes like that. Luckily, it didn't work out that way with my wife. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Hey, <laughs> the reaction. So, uh, OK, so. We've been talking about some deep stuff, but let's let's lighten it a little bit. Here. Yes, sir. So I got a text on Monday morning. It says, now Harbaugh is a shit talker all of a sudden, LOL. <laughs> and I said, where? And he screenshot it. This is from Ethan. The Instagram and, post? And it's the Instagram <laughs> post, and it said... <laughs> he commented on my comments. <laughs> it, he, so Ethan had said... Like I'll see you in a couple days. Hey, all I know like is uh, this is the last bit of shit, or maybe not, depending on how he acts. <laughs> I got a tiger on my fight T-shirt. You got a raccoon on yours, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, whoever whoever designed that said it's a badger. That ain't a badger, man. And I'm a, the tiger is coming, brother. So let that be the shit talking for you. We're in a, we're in a fight, brother. And like I said today, I respect you. I respect your journey. Um, I respect what you've done to get here, and I prepared accordingly. Okay, but I'm going to bring the energy. I'm not afraid of you. Um, and I just come to have, like you said, be in the moment, have fun. And when somebody posts a comment, I'm not afraid to reply. Yeah. So no, if absolutely. I, I'm the shit talker, when he's the one commenting on my comment, okay. <laughs> but but you said you've been seeing me in the, the last two months, every story I post, living re- rent-free up there. You know he I'm He's been thinking about me a Locked lot. Me I don't think about the, the guy. Man. I think he wants me to think about him when he watches my shit or, or watches my, my friend, my training partner stuff. It's all good, though. It's all part of the game. So What was the look? Like, did you see a look on his face? Yeah, there's one look I don't like. He's very, he's very confident. It's the same kind of vibe he had throughout the entire fight, though, when he was commentating the Shaka fight. Mm. Um, just this... There's a little bit of of arrogance to Ethan Goss, and every fighter has that um, that ego in them, and he does a really good job of trying to cover it up. And he's a good dude, you can tell. I mean, I, he's a country dude. Like I live out in the middle of nowhere, Wayland. I got chickens. You know, her parents got cows. Like I I, I love him, man. I love um, his mentality. Just seems like real, like red blood and hard working. He's got, you know, he's got his company and he's still training. And it's just like all that shit. I love that shit. He would have a mullet if he could too. He should. He could try that. It's too, that might be the next. It's have gone. you seen? There's it's a dude over. from Michigan, a bad, maybe one of the baddest dudes in Michigan. The energy, Charles Johnson. He's got a bald mullet. Mm. It was green in his last fight. 
Maybe nice. that's his, his new look. Hey, hey look that up. Look, that sounds maybe awesome. Maybe he can Ethan rock that Goss in the, the comeback. Green, the green <laughs> bullet. When he needs to green revitalize his career after this tough loss, he can rock the rock the green. Dude, I love it. I, d- I do need to defend Ethan's raccoon's honor, though, because that actually is a raccoon. Oh, it is. Good, yeah. good, good, brother. <laughs> yeah. That makes me happier, man. It's funny. I got a kick out of it. I seen it. I didn't even know it was his shirt at first because I was looking at your guy's website. I was like, man, yeah. it's pretty cool. I need to get my shirt on here. This is some cool stuff. And then I seen that. I was like. That's a, somebody got a raccoon eating potato chips on their shirt. And <laughs> I, I legitimately laughed. Yeah, yeah. I legitimately Dude, laughed. That's, so awesome. that's cool. Yeah, so in central Pennsylvania, I don't know if where you grew up you had them, but there's a chip company called Middlesworth, and they are like, I grew up in central PA. They're legendary. I mean, every, It's like hers for me. Like, I can't right. get those by me. Exactly, exactly. So Middlesworth is like our thing. And Ethan also grew up in central PA, and he had a pet raccoon that he would feed these Middlesworth chips to. So that's where the shirt came from. No We're way. Like, this is hilarious. Like, he's way more yeah. country than me, man. Yeah, but yeah. no, getting no <laughs> back, close, no damn raccoon. Back before we had the studio. They eat our damn chickens, though, so. <laughs> yeah. Back before the studio, he was doing the podcast with Ethan, like. On via, Zoom. On Zoom. Yeah. And, uh, and. This, the the raccoons popping up in the shots. It's so funny. It's like part and of that. Like here, here's your Middlesworth potato chip. So that's where the shirt came from. Yeah. That's legendary, man. I get it now. It makes yeah. sense. It is a great shirt. It makes sense. Yeah, I, I couldn't let the raccoons honor go down that way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, I was gonna let it slide. It does make it more fun. I mean, it, when, it, when you're talking smack on someone's yeah, raccoon, yeah. like how does it how does it not get go downhill from there? Yeah. I think like they're gonna throw down on Saturday based on some raccoon conversations. Hey, let's go. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. So where are you at right now, man? I want to know where your mentality is. Right now, you want the belt, clearly, but you're also every fighter has that little bit of future thinking in them, I think. I'm I'm enjoying this, man. I'm 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 really enjoying this time, like uh my man was saying, like just trying to be present here with you guys, enjoying the lights, enjoying the uh studio but i i got a sleeping giant in me and anybody who prepares with me anybody who knows me knows that you know when when it's time to throw down i am always able and always willing and that energy that excitement you guys talk about i can tap into that whenever i need it and, mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm definitely going to um tap into it saturday night of course you know i'm looking at this like man it's, it's a world title one step closer it feels good you know seeing my, my face in the promo and this and that but uh i this feels this feels like a big fight but it's not gonna um do me any good to sit around and oh man i need to work i need to win this fight so bad i could make it so close to the ufc this and that i mean it's, it goes without saying like one fc ufc bellator i mean that's of course that's the goal the biggest platform the biggest fight that's what we do this, man. That's why I fight these savages. If I wasn't, I wouldn't be fighting Ethan Goss. I'd be fighting some Joe Schmo, Blow, whatever. <laughs> we actually have a guy. You you know him? Joe, <laughs> Schmo, Joe Blow? Schmo Blow? Joe Schmo Blow. He's the backup in case like one of you gets hurt. Like For Joe sure. Schmo Blow will be the opponent. He's going to be in the stadium How you watching. Know exactly. Yep. yep. I'll have to give him my autograph after the fight. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Um, what was I going to ask? I forget. Uh, more Just stirring up more drama, probably. I'm probably trying to stir up drama. That was awesome, though. I did love that back and forth. I love trash talk. You know, there's a fine line where it gets super disrespectful. Like, when you go at people's families and stuff, Ryan and I were just talking about Colby Covington the other day, and, like, 
I get shameless, it to a degree. Man. Yeah, shameless, just, shameless, shameless. At some point, it's just like, dude, what are you doing, man? And there's what no you... bad. Like, let's not get it. Let's get it straight, man. Like, if you come into a fight with bad energy, maybe it works for somebody. It ain't. It don't work like that for me anyway. So yeah. it's like even when I when I say that on online, it's 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 playful, right? But we still got gonna go in there and punch each other in the face. So yeah. well, one time I went to Ethan Goss's hometown. And there was a bus there, and Ethan was petting the bus. He thought it was a horse. <laughs> Do you never hear dude, that? Oh no, that's I never heard of that. That's okay. a terrible reference if they don't know it. Shale <laughs> Sonnen, like that was a a, a clip. Like, dude, you got to see that clip. It's like priceless. There, yeah, he dude. goes through this bit where he's like, dude, I went down to Brazil and I saw the Nogueira brothers, and I'm like, hey guys, and then like like Nogueira brothers start petting the bus and they thought it was a <laughs> it's the most ridiculously hilarious thing you'll ever see it's like peak chael sonnen trash talk in that era with the the anderson silva era of oh, chael sonnen it. yeah i love I mean, it man I love ridiculous it. google that you got to I it's will. with joe rogan it's chael sonnen talking i gotta, to I gotta joe study rogan. Yeah. i gotta study my uh one-liners in case ethan tries to bring some heat there you go or you gotta something. be ready gotta keep them in my back pocket yeah be quick with the draw <laughs> Quick on the that, draw. That's the other fight before the fight, the weigh-ins. But you look like you're feeling good right now, to be well, honest. Well, when you see us side by side, I'm gonna I'm gonna look like the champion. So I mean, at this weight class, as ripped as I am right now, I mean, I'm gonna win that that battle. If it was a physique <laughs> contest, man, give me the belt. But uh, you know, a hundred percent, you're right. Uh, you know, just feeling feeling them out. Um, like. I'm not gonna talk any, any shit about the last fight, but it's like, yeah, you can really feel uh, how where somebody's at at the weigh-in. So you know how how confident are they really? You kind of get that, like like we're having right now, where we can kind of like look in each other's eyes and feel each other's energy a little bit, and it's always fun for me, you know, because it's like I love every part of this. A, a, a great coach in Michigan, James Gray, once said, like Calvin, I love the passion you bring to your to your career like for me every part of this is something that i'm grateful for yeah i'm grateful for this interview i'm grateful to be able to w make the walk at the we're grateful for great james gray too we love scorpion yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's a good I, he was actually one of the first people that invited me out for a podcast when i was coming up that was like one of the only few podcasts out there that you can find yeah he has so the gray the gray yeah. gray matter that was one of his first ones nice yeah, we'll yeah, have yeah. to look at that yeah it was a good one i was i was a little bit younger then well, but he asked some he asked some great questions. He was a really uh and for what like I've turned down a lot of interviews. Like I think some guys get too obsessed. Like when the dude unless if it's through the promotion, but when the dude who's got a hundred followers, and I'm sorry, like I support everybody's dreams, but I'm I'm in the middle of a very busy training camp. And it's like when the guy that's just trying to attach to you because you got just a little bit and you don't really care about putting out a good story, you just want an article like for me that stuff isn't cool you know what i mean but being able to sit down with like two guys like you who who, who i legitimately you know like and you know you guys are doing live for me throwing on the show yeah i'll sit down and i'll do it and i'll get my time now i do i do <laughs> you, hey! redeemed, you redeemed yourself <laughs> yeah i'm one of those people where it's like i like everybody but it's real quick like if something, something throws me off you know what i mean or i feel fair. like somebody's like a little bit fake or saying something a little snide because people always think they're smarter than they are and they'll make little <laughs> fucking comp or excuse my language they'll make little comments this and that and that really rubs me the wrong way i'm like oh man i don't need none of that you know i got a good circle i i'll just push those people away yeah because it's just bad energy and for me it's like i got a quick switch 
I mean, you probably noticed that now. I'm kind of a, a little bit spazzy a little bit. You and guys it's hope. like somebody says the wrong thing, and I don't take a second. Like, it's going to get bad. So You guys hot enough over there? It's super hot. Listen, there's this, smoke like, coming he, off his forehead. He, he has he has some more weight to cut, so we like we always keep the te- no, I'm, I'm just, it's, it's like just, a sauna in the, here. Dude. The air conditioner is right outside this I love room. it. I was born in the heat. Let's go. <laughs> the air the air conditioner is right outside this room and when it turns on, it's like it's so and loud. It's dude. so loud. I'm like, gonna be in the sauna it. again tonight too, yeah. boy. Just getting those last couple of pounds off. So this is helping. Look, I, I can there see. There you go. The, what do you got work. left, dude? You seem like uh, pretty close, I would say. Probably like four. Yeah. That's so, easy money for easy sure. Easy yeah. money. Yeah. A lot less than I usually got. So let's go. Beautiful. Let's do it. Dude, this has been a phenomenal podcast. We're not gonna keep you too much longer. But like you said, you might need to do a second podcast. The door's open, man. We have plans, actually. I don't know when you guys are heading out. Obviously, you're driving back to Michigan. But we're going to do one Sunday afternoon post-fight. So if you want to okay. pop back in, by all means, dude, you're always Sweet. welcome. Win- winner, winner's back in here. Desk. Let's go, man. Let's do it. For sure, dude. It's been a pleasure, man. For real. I, I mean, Thank and, you, guys. And, yeah. It's been beautiful your, talking your to you. Energy is awesome, brother. Thank you, brother. We're going to bring it Saturday night, Hollywood Casino. And for you, for those of you who don't know... My first nickname was Hollywood. My favorite Marvel character, the Wolverine. Too many coincidences for me not to win this fight. Boom, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you there. Calvin Harbaugh. Nice, dude. Woo!